Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Belinda Height to the show today. Our guest is the founder of the Ethical Change Agency. She taps into her decades of demonstrated experience in elevating iconic brands through digital communications, broadcasting mediums of radio, podcasts, and TV, along with dedicated coaching and mentoring. Most recently, Bindi became an accredited professional spirituality coach and also a a practitioner member of the Complementary Therapists Accredited Association. Additionally, Bindi is a certified Hapotonono practitioner. As a spiritual coach, She explores how we can bring greater meaning, direction, connection, and purpose into our lives, as well as our businesses. This aligns with one's well-being, fulfillment, and mission in life. When you can get clarity on what it is that sets you about nourishing your soul and bringing joy with what you do, that's when the most powerful change can occur. When we understand our greater purpose and clarity, get on point with our message, and our guest possesses the formula to help each of us find that exact thing. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Bindi Height to the show. Welcome to the show, Bindi. Thank you, Jace. It's a pleasure to be here. I I love having you on my show because you <laughs> had me on your show. And I think that's, isn't that like one of the best things we get to do as podcasters is share our, our medium with like our platform with each other, have these amazing conversations. I just, it's, it's a unique thing. And I, I, it's my pleasure to have you on. And it was such a, an amazing experience being on your show recently. So I appreciate yeah. having you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, I think uh, it's a very cool thing that we can uh, be on the other side of the mic for once, instead of asking all the questions. <laughs> well, you're right. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, very well, like I went on your show the other day and when you get interviewed, it's one way of experiencing podcasting. And the other way is having the ability to host you and, get to the background of you and share what you're all about with our audience. Mm. And can you share with our audience where you're located right now? Cause I love this. 
uh, where I am. Um, yeah. So I, I'm in Brisbane, or well, near Brisbane, Australia. Uh, so, uh, yes, coming to you from down under and uh, in the future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to ask you this question. And this is just for a personal thing. I went to Australia. I think I told you this on your show. I went to Australia in 2011. And I was in Sydney for two weeks. And then I got brave with one of my friends and we flew up to Brisbane and we rented a car for mm. four days from Brisbane up to Cairns, which by the way, I missed the Great Barrier Reef by a half hour at a tour. Oh. So I got to get back down there at some point in the future. Yeah, I loved Australia, but I have to tell you, it's quite a journey when you're driving on, I think it's like the A1 road and you're driving on the opposite side of the road and it's rainy weather <laughs> and you're having a cliff on one side of you and all these tractor trailers on the other side. I got a crash course of what it's like to drive up that route. I wanted to ask you in terms of, of your personal experience with, with living in Australia, what, if, what motivated you the most to pursue spirituality and the create the composition of ethics as a theme? Because I think that's such an important component of things. Mm, and, you know, I mean, my story is probably a, a little unique in that, you know, my background, I've had over 20 years in corporate uh, working in digital. I've always had an interest in music and I, I got into radio. I, I managed a community radio station here in Brisbane for a couple of years as well as working full-time. I don't do things in house. I really got into that that connection with people and, and sharing perspectives and, you know, having those conversations that people don't normally have and, sh- and amplifying those. So that really set me alight. I realised that something was happening there. And then um, I walked away from that for a little bit and then I, f- I felt like something was missing. After a while, I started my own podcast and it became like my own kind of therapy. And I just said, it was called The State of You. And I was talking about my story and all the things I'd learnt and, and all the things I wanted to learn. And uh, it only lasted about eight episodes until, you know, uh, a guest came on and, and asked me to be a host of their show. And uh, it just took off from there. So, yeah, I, I got the bug to get behind the mic and it just stuck. And, and as that evolved, my growth was happening alongside it. I realised there was something, you know, with more meaning behind this. It wasn't just the conversations. And, you know, I started to get into coaching and helping people and I thought I was a business coach. And then uh, one of my clients said to me, no, you you don't deal with people's, you know, business and books. You deal with their psyche. You deal with their soul. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's where I went down that path of becoming a spiritual coach. And it just fit me like a glove. You know, I just realize that once you get to the heart and the soul of who someone is and find their purpose and their passion, everything else just kind of falls into place. They light up, they become a completely different person. And I think that's one of the things that I saw happen in people when they got behind the microphone opposite me was from the beginning to the end of the conversation, they would become a completely different person. They'd they'd come in incredibly nervous and not know what to say. And by the end of it, they were just lit up and they were so excited that they wanted to do it all over again and they didn't (laughs) want to leave. And that's what I loved was seeing that transformation in people that they found something that they really enjoyed and they could really connect to. I love the way you were just describing your journey and the word that jumps off your energy as we're talking is light worker. I know that's like one of these terms themselves that have this all encompassing meaning, but I feel like. When you're striving to bring knowledge and wisdom to others, I feel that constitutes a definition of light worker. And when you mentor people and when I'll just share this on the air with you, when we finished our interview on your show, you were all about 
forging further connections with each other. Mm. And I find that refreshing because I had another host do that with me recently as well, where I go on their show, they come on mine and we share mutual connections and relationships. And I have to tell you that that's where I feel we're all coming from when we do these, like having those connections to forge spiritually, because we're in a renaissance right now with the pandemic, hopefully receding for good and all the turbulence that we're going through as a planet between world peace being shaken and the pandemic and social justice here in the U.S. And I know there's been environmental issues we're working through and everything else. It's almost like the globe is having a spiritual awakening right now. You know how (laughs) the pandemic was like this catalyst for, for change in so many ways, good and bad. And I think it, it you know, we're seeing the effects of that now on the other side of it, where people are like the great resignation, people are finding their purpose. So people are, are a in part of that. Place. Yeah. Switching so, jobs up, the career. Yeah. yeah. So people are understanding what really means something to them and matters, you know. So I, I think whilst it had its tragedy, it also had its blessings. And that's that's a big thing is is looking for the blessings out of a negative situation where we can try to become stronger and better and appreciate everything. I I, I find that that was one of my greatest challenges in the last two years is trying to find gratitude mm. when we are like stuck inside a lot and quarantining or even when you get the COVID virus, you had to go through that experience. And mm. but even through all that, I felt I found gratitude. Yeah, I think the reason I did was because I realized that we're going to get past this collectively and we're going to come back together again, like Humpty Dumpty. You put the pieces back together. We're more resilient. And I want to ask you, in terms of your background, doing your own spiritual coaching, what do you find is one of the biggest dilemmas that the average person that comes to you, they deal with that you help them with clarity? Like, what do you think affects their well-being that they need direction and a connection with with your help? Probably the the most common thing is people just feel really unhappy and disconnected. I do work with a lot of women um, in particular and, you know, whether it be they're unhappy in relationships or their job or, you know, they're just they're so busy that they can't find time to, for themselves and, you know, they've got kids and a million other responsibilities that they can't seem to find themselves within that. So, what I try to help them do is bit by bit pull that apart and find themselves. I've seen some great results in in some people where just making some small changes can really change their day and their life to the point where their health improves, their well-being improves, um, they've got a greater outlook on life. They've just got a bit more up and going themselves. And I think it's all around mindset as well. You know, if you can just, and, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got, right? Yeah. If you make a small change, that's where the cogs start to turn. And that's what I'm all about is just making those small changes. You just have to start. So no matter what it is you want to achieve, it's just making that first step. They say the <clears throat> the journey of a million miles starts with one step. You know, that's all you've got to do is not think about the long haul. It's about the right now. And it's about being present as well. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people struggled with, particularly in the pandemic and also, you know, in their lives is they get so caught up in the past or they get so caught up in, you know, oh, this is coming and the anxiety around everything. If they let all of those things go, all they really have is now. And if you can connect to that, my goodness, the mindset change you will have. You know, as we're talking, I was thinking of this aha moment of clarity. 
And I find this with people I work with as a, as a psychic or people I've done some, I'm, I'm actually picking up life coaching as a forte for myself, just as an extra thing, you know, because I, I enjoy it. But I find that one of the enjoy, uh, enjoyments for me with this stuff is I enjoy when my clients get an aha moment of clarity where they come to you. Like I just did a reading earlier with somebody and this person came to me and felt exhausted and felt drained. And within 10 minutes, we figured out that she's an intuitive empath and that she's exhausted because she's taking in too much and she has to set boundaries. We literally in a 30 minute, I feel like we both went on this journey together. And then it's like, after that, you just have to always, when you do spiritual work, and I'm sure you like this too, as a spirituality coach, a spiritual coach, it takes its own direction. A session will take its own direction. Yeah. And we're practitioners of that, either a psychic medium or what you do. And it's like, but th- there's always a semblance of organization to it. It's a unique thing. When I read people, I'll tell them we take a path. We go on a small journey together for 30 minutes. But as a result of that journey, not only does the person become enlightened by whatever comes through, but I also do so. And I didn't know if you gain knowledge when you coach your clients in, in the spiritual realm, because I always do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's some tough conversations that we have in those sessions as well you know people open up and and do let go of big things that they've been hanging on to and you know as as an empath it can be hard to not hang on to those or to to buy into those and and you find yourself sitting there trying not to cry with them (laughs) it's um, It's hard it is so hard to kind of not get emotional sometimes because there's a very deep energy to it and an interconnectedness yeah so I, I do find myself sometimes and and yeah nearly every time they cry and it's like okay just breathe through it <laughs> you know so I've just got to try not to to be in in there with them and I've just got to be the guide through that so yeah there's there's some pretty tough things that come out of it but geez when they release it you you just see that weight lift off them absolutely I want to ask you this for, I remember from my trip to Australia one of the you know you go for three weeks and there's a word you'll remember and I remember I was at a beach at Bondi beach. Mm-hmm. And I had one of the lifeguards say something about the salvo. And I didn't know what the salvo meant. Like, what are you doing to salvo? Oh, the and, salvo. Yeah. <laughs> can you share with our audience? Cause you know what that means. Americans would not know that. And it was something that I wanted to just bring up as like a humorous point, but I love yeah. that stuff. So Australians have this habit of shortening any word possible. And so our, Savo means this uh, this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, the Savo. Yeah. So we, I, we, I, I was looking around me like, what are they talking about? And then that's when it was explained it meant this afternoon. And you guys had this certain, I forgot the kind of food it was. It was like a paste. And you guys oh, like to Vegemite. put it on. Vegemite. What? Vegemite. Oh, yeah. 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 See that? I tried it. Like it. I tried it. I tried it. It's good. Yeah, it takes an acquired taste for me, but I will try it more. I just, mm-hmm. I remember that that was something else, but everyone was so amazing down there. It's a beautiful place. I like really enjoyed being there. Let me get back on point for a second though. I want to ask <laughs> you, when you look at your spiritual coaching coaching practice and your podcasting and the things that you're doing with the Ethical Change Agency, what type of overlap do you see between the three? Well, the the podcast I see, it's like the core of the agency. So it it pretty much has its own mission and message in that it it pretty much is the vehicle for what we're all about, which is, you know, uh, we're spreading collective change that makes the world a better place. And and the key understanding in that is that it begins with us. 
So again, when we then tie that back to spiritual coaching, it is, you know, we're looking at us, we're we're looking at the change we can be for ourselves and for others. And yeah, it all all ties in nicely, really. Yeah, that's, I never really looked at it that way, but that is a, a very cool way of looking at it. Well, I mean, think about your message and the services you provide mm-hmm. and then the podcasting that you do, they mm-hmm. all tie together. And that's why I said you're a light worker. And I know mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite words when I started becoming an open psychic about six years ago that I got to learn about that and the word paradigm. I use those words quite frequently amongst when I explain things, but I believe very strongly that you are a light worker and you're going to continue to grow mm-hmm. in your messaging. You're, you're yeah. very good at that. You have an aptitude for that. That's your intuition. And that's your voice. It's, it's meant to expose you to all different branding and ideas and your creative flow. Like you're going to work with organizations and help them online with expansion. I see that very busy in your energy coming up. And I also think you're going to be presenting stuff at large groups of people in the future. So that might mean attendance and conferences or putting on events yourself that'll help the things you're most passionate about. Oh, so my TED talk is coming up, is it? <laughs> I believe so. I believe that you're going to have some opportunities coming up that are going to be very enjoyable. And I think that's going to be something. I know I went right into reading you for a second, but I feel like in the next in the next year or two, you're going to find some good experiences popping for yourself. Tell me about the greatest obstacle that you've had to deal with in your life and what it did to help you on your journey. Oh, gosh, there are so many. Um, <laughs> well, where can I start? Um for me, when I, I started out doing this kind of stuff was I, there was a little bit of the um, comparisonitis going on, you know, like, like, why me? Why am I doing this? Like, what my, what, who do I think I am? You know, like, and I, I sat in that for a bit and I kind of was like, um, well, look at all the things that have happened to you and, and, and that you can learn from them and that you can share with others. And, the message I got, and this was years ago, I was starting to get these messages. So the message I got through was that it's not about the fall. It's about the growth and getting back up again. And just like a trampoline, when you fall, you go back up. So without the down, you don't have the up. And that was a big thing that came through for me at that time that got me through was like, without struggle, growth is difficult, really because nothing good comes without struggle. And, you know, just like any contrast in life, you can't have one without the other. You can't have light without the dark. You can't have good without the bad. Um, and that was a big thing that came through for me Was and it helped me through so much and made me see that, yeah, you're in the right place. Yeah, you're worthy. You're, you're right to be here. So that was probably one of the biggest things um, for me in starting out in this was sort of like, you know, there's so many people in the space and I was like, well, what am I doing here? And I was like, you, you belong here. <laughs> it took me a while to get to that. And I think that was probably one of the biggest ones that I can remember off the top of my head, to be honest with you. <laughs> when you were mentioning struggles, I think we're defined by our struggles in the sense of our ability to get through them. Like it's not about being knocked down, like you said, or staying down. It's about how you pick yourself back up and continue forward, which whatever that is, most of us have gone through mental health struggles 
through the last two years. And if there's anyone on this planet that says, I have no mental health issues, I'd say, well, where were you the last two years? Because I'd love to know where you were. I'm big about, one of my themes I'm big about is mental health awareness. I will tell my audience I've suffered depression for 20 years and noticed through the pandemic, I've also had my own weird anxieties. Like when I had four rolls of toilet paper left, we were all hoarding (laughs) toilet paper. I had four rolls left and I was like, oh my God, the world's ending, the sky's falling. And I had to, I had to, I had to sit for a minute and realize that that was a completely illogical thought. And it was, it was an anxiety. And Mm -hmm. so I want to ask you about mental health awareness and how have you found people in your community or yourself or others that you respect? How have you found that people have dealt with their own mental health? And do you find that there's more of an openness to discuss it? Like if people need therapy to get help, or if they are like working through some strategies to try to help ease the, the burdens of everyday life right now. It's, a, it's something I've been talking about a lot this week, actually. Because, <laughs> yeah, whilst we've come a long way, there's still a long way to go. I think the stigma is still there that um, people think, you know, they're going to be judged, that then, you know, they're not good enough, all these kind of things. And, you know, I work with a lot of people who, and I can see the signs because, you know, I can read people, so I can see it in people like, oh, like I'll automatically go, hey, you okay? Uh, I want to have a chat. And so I, I just automatically do that with people now and they go, oh, thanks for that. You know, like nobody <laughs> nobody realised that. So it's something that I've started to do. But, yeah, it's part of my mission as well is to to open that space for people to have that conversation um, regardless of whatever they identify their uh, issue as and to shed that light on it, you know, as you say, and just teach people that it's not such a bad thing. Like I've I've had so many people on my show that have had different mental health issues and we've really learned like what it's like to live in that and and to get through that and to be a functioning human. I remember there was one uh, woman I spoke to who had multiple personality disorder and she had 25 different alters. And so she was, and she, you know, <laughs> incredible life. She's a principal, she's a teacher, she's a, a, a reverend. She, incredible person. She's written a book. Anyway, just, yeah, to learn through how, and, and, the, and how she, what she used to actually get through, you know, and, and strive to the other side, you know, was creativity. By using the creative side of her brain, it actually helped her open up. Um, so just learning simple things like this and, you know, I have a lot of conversations with psychologists and mindset coaches and and all that kind of stuff. I just I just love talking about this stuff and, you know, I've had my own struggles as well and, you know, if we don't shed light on this, it's just going to continue to be that stigma. So it's something that I'm really passionate about too. Is Australia in terms of its adjustment to the pandemic? I feel like we each have our own little societal bubbles that we're dealing with, right? Because we all detached from each other because we had to out of necessity. Mm. And I know like how we covered it in our media, you know, with the different stuff that's happened here. I was just curious if 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 you guys had a similar experience in Australia where you had vaxxers versus I mean, I saw with the tennis stuff recently that happened, but have <laughs> you had a lot more controversies internally or? What was it like through the experience for you guys? I mean, yeah, we've had our share of anti-vaxxers and, and all that kind of stuff, but and and conspiracy theorists. I mean, where we're at now is is pretty good. Every state border is now open. Um, we're now open to international visitors. And just last week we yes. 
threw away the mask mandate. Thank God. Good Australia. <laughs> so we have sure. come a long way. And I, I have to say, I'm, I'm grateful that we have not been in such a, a deadly position as other countries and that we have not lost as many people and we've had many more people recover. So we're very, very lucky that we've taken a very strategic approach to it and we've been very you know, calculated about our approach. But I think we're starting to get back to some kind of new normal. And I know we've been saying that for every year, <laughs> every year but, you know, it's kind of. I feel like it's like- finally happening. It's just been overshadowed by the whole <sighs> Russia, Ukraine thing that we're going through oh. right now. It's like you pick your problem, right? It's like the, the pandemic's finally like we waited for so long in our minds to think how amazing the moment's going to be when we're told we don't have to wear masks anymore and we're going to be able to be out and about. And then this happens and it's like we're just shifting from one tragedy and and cataclysmic situation to another one. And I feel like I I do believe stability is coming. I do believe we're going to have greater stability in the future. I just think these are like our transitional stages for this year and this century. And last week, last week here in Brisbane, we had like biblical floods as well on top of the pandemic, you know, like, and and it got to the stage where, so, okay, does, COVID come first, does the flood come first? And it got to the point where our health authorities just said, you know what, just get safe, don't worry about COVID. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all good now. (laughs) I mean, I feel like we're more resilient as a human spirit than we realize when you're tested. I mean, our grandparents and the older generations got tested during World War II and the Depression 100 years ago. Now this Mm -hmm. is our test. Like, if I had a choice, and someone said, what year do you want to go back to? I definitely would not say March of 2020. <laughs> I'd probably say March of 2022. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to sit through that two years of isolation and whatever else it was that everybody went through. But I mean, yeah. we all grew as a result of it. So I can't really be smudged too much or be grudging. No thanks. no, thanks. One out of 10 wouldn't rate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to ask you about... Your journey in terms of working with others, not only just doing the digital stuff that you've done, but your spiritual practice. And I wanted to ask you about your your role as a a practitioner member of the Complementary Therapist Accredited Association. And if you could share with our audience what that entails and what your role is with it. Yeah, I guess it really is just getting me out there as a spiritual coach. And I think I was one of the first in Queensland, if not Australia, (laughs) on that association. Congratulations. um, (laughs) No no biggie. Um, But yeah, really, it was just getting me out there and and letting people know that I was here. Yeah, I, like everyone, evolve every minute, every day. And my approach has changed throughout the last year of me doing that. And I know I probably need to update my website. It's been a while since I got that certification. But yeah, I... I've evolved into different areas of spirituality. I got really interested in some different kind of healings and, you know, I create my own meditations and yeah, I, I share those with clients and, and podcasts and everywhere. So it's just something that pretty much flows through me. And, and when I have that, that's, that's, that's almost like my kind of spirituality is if I can channel that through for others, then that's what I'm here for. Can you tell us a little bit about your role with the Ethical Change Agency, how you created it? And I know you've had some off when we weren't recording. You told me some amazing things that you guys are doing with the Ethical Change Agency, bringing people together. I want to see if you could share that with our audience. Yeah. So I guess I'll tell you the story of how it came about, which was 
probably no surprise to you. <laughs> it basically was a vision that came through to me after a meditation. And basically I could see this commercial facility that was all decked out Scandi style and it had Corning studio, it had video studio, it had meditation booths, it had consulting rooms, it had a boardroom and had- Sounds like a fun place. <laughs> yeah, it had pretty much everything cool uh, and it had a retail store and on the wall there was this big neon sign Uh, which is the branding you see behind me now. So my branding came from a vision. I created that brand through that vision. The vision was so clear that I actually have on paper the floor plan for that space, where everything is, what it was, and also the team that worked there. And the, the, the vision is for that to be a blueprint that is replicated around the world and to become a franchise. And the purpose of it is, is for people who are those holistic healers and people who want to make a difference and make a change and spread their message, they can check into one of these facilities, do their magic, and we then take care of getting the message out there for them and then they go about doing their magic in the day. And that's pretty much how the vision came through and how it's sort of evolved. Since then, I pretty much have my small version of it here. We're doing podcasts for people. We've done uh, video shoots. We've done TV. Also looking at things in the future like retreats, um, um, education, training. Uh, So there's a whole bunch of things that relate to that vision that are just flowing through. And I'm not consciously connecting them. They just come through when they're ready. And, yeah, as part of the podcast, it's also coming through in that vision as well. So, you know, the people who come to me. direct download. (laughs) Yeah. The people who come to me as guests are also part of that change because they're also change makers. And I then connect them with other change makers who can make a greater change together, um, whether they be together in the world or apart, bringing them closer together to make, um, you know, more of an impact together. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty powerful little train when it's in motion. What do you think about manifestation and how has it played a role in what you're doing right now? Mm. I, I think it is a truly powerful thing when you can focus your mind and, and harness it for good. Yeah. If you can focus on exactly what it is you want with true crystal clarity you can make that happen because, you know, our mind doesn't know the difference between reality and perceived reality. And it's, it's, I think the problem that we have is that often we try to get the, the how in the way. And when we do that, that's where we block our own manifestation. So if you just focus on your end goal and, and, you know, do whatever you need to do to get there, don't worry about the how it'll happen. I wanted to ask you a little more about podcasting for a minute because I know you have your own show, The Ethical Evolution Podcast. And I wanted to ask you, what do you feel has guided you to create the show and the path it's taken and the messages and the branding for it? Like, how have you developed that through the course and has it changed as you got into podcasting? It's, I mean, one of the things that I think really... It really resonates with me is authenticity. And I've been 100% authentic from day one. And as I've evolved, the show's evolved with me. 
So it's almost like an extension of me. However, the the direction and the, uh, I guess, the, I, I think there's a, a higher power directing me. And I know you and I have had conversations previously yes. that I, I believe it's my grandmother. <laughs> yes. Um, but, I love it. um, yeah, it's like I, I, and I just tune into that as long as I can tune into that intuition and, that knowing of where this should go, that's just what happens. Um, so the moment I try to force anything or push anything, it just doesn't work. And 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 I just know now I'm very intuitive on who should be on the show and whether it will work and, and whether our connection will work and whether there's a greater connection beyond that. Um, and that's all it's about. For me, you know, I couldn't give a rat's if two people listen to this thing. It's really about having that connection and and you know going beyond what the show is so it's more than the podcast it really is more than the podcast i'll say that for me the podcasting started as a hobby i felt like i was being driven to do it on my own like i woke up one day in the, in 2018 i'm like i should do a podcast 10 years earlier i had a psychic tell me that i go to every now and then his name's divine visionary he told me in 2008 that I'd have my own podcast. And I laughed at them. And then here I am starting my own podcast from scratch, trying to educate and, and learn all this stuff. And then four years later, five years later, I'm deciding to do this more full time now. And I'm enjoying meeting amazing people like you and, sh- and seeing all the synchronicities that align in our lives. Like, you know, podcasting is the foundational aspect of that, but look at all the other elements of that, that we're able to connect with and discuss and talk spirituality. And I feel like, mm. you know, the vibration it raises, it, it increases. And we have you and I talking about these amazing topics, not only for our audience to hear in the recorded version after the fact, but during our actual conversation right now, I, I feel very upbeat right now. I feel like on top of the world, like what a great way to spend an afternoon is talking to you right now, sharing your personal experiences, you know, your own gifts. I want to ask you that when you look at your, your own talents and your own abilities, do you consider yourself a psychic? Yeah, I, I kind of do, but probably not in the traditional sense like you. Uh, in other ways, yeah, I, I do. Um, so, I guess in the way that I can sort of, it's almost like it's psychic, but it's and it's almost like mind reading sometimes. Like I can, I know what someone's about to do before they do it, and like I can cognitive abilities. Yeah, and I can I can read their energy. That's the big thing is I can read people's energy. And and also I do get messages, you know, which I believe are from, you know, higher power. Love it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and it's just listening and tuning into that and, and understanding that they mean something and they're there to guide you. And, you know, when you can, you know, turn off all the other noise and just listen to that, I think that's that's where you really tune into that talent. So, I, yeah, kind of psychic in a way but in a different way to you. I understand. And there's intuitive abilities we all have. I tell people it's, it's not anything special we do. It's read energy and our perceptive abilities with each other. And yeah. that, you know, I tell people that they can increase that if they want to by meditating and praying and reflecting and having open-minded aspect of letting energy flow to you. And you, you know, it's not through your five physical senses, mm-hmm. but what process of elimination is probably a spiritual thing that you're picking up on. And I try to tell, I try to tell people in my life to have these experiences where they wake up and they'll have a premonition and something later happens. And it, it really spazzes them out that they contact me later, like frantically in the middle of the day, as I'm like at Starbucks, they'll be like, oh my God, 
I had this horrible experience. I'm like, what happened? I, I, I thought that so-and-so would get an accident. They did. I go, well, you were, cog- you were getting a, an intuitive thing. You, you know, it's not anything to be afraid of. It's actually like a force of nature. Like the sun rises, the sun sets. Mm-hmm. We get precognitive things. We sometimes can think about our mom or whoever we care about and they call us on the phone or text us, or we, we just know things sometimes. And so many people get so like shaken up by it. I just try to say, don't embrace it. Don't be afraid of it. You know, stay in the light, consider it part of being able to help yourself and help others. What's I guess one of, it's funny that you say that. Cause one, one of the things that has really tuned in for me has been, it's so say I'll get a message on my phone or something. And I'll be nowhere near my phone. Um, I'll know who that is and what it is. Exactly. Without even seeing it. So and I'll You be, can't oh, explain oh. that other yeah. than to say we're spiritual beings living in a physical world. We are connected. That's my opinion. Yeah. I like that theory. It makes the world a, cool. a more interesting place. <laughs> I want to, I know we run low on time, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask you uh, what your future plans are. Oh, my crystal ball needs to shine. Um, <laughs> I am working on a, a couple of things at the moment. And, um, you know, education is probably my key one at the moment in that I want to share some of the things that I know with others that they will find valuable. And, you know, as as we spread ourselves further into this podcasting realm, uh, I see people that I can help and to, to be better at what they do. So, you know, with all of my background and experience, I'm sure I can be of value to some people in, in those networks. So that's one of the things um, I'm working on at the moment. Also sort of cooking up some ideas for a retreat um, and how uh, we can combine spirituality with uh, podcasting and how you, know you can heal Maybe we can do an international retreat and have some people come down to Australia, have you guys come up to the U.S. or figure some third-party place out. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Spirituality and podcasting sound like a really interesting retreat to plan. <laughs> and it's becoming a growing kind of niche, I think. So just from the people that I bump into. So, you know, I kind of think there's an opportunity there for us to teach people how to heal themselves to be a better service to others. So, um, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool concept. What's been your favorite unwinding activity at the end of your day where you do all these amazing things? Like for me, I'll give you an example. I I have two parrots and I'll play music and I'll watch my parrots dance to the music and just kind of enjoy just standing there in reflective thought how the last two years have gone by so fast. But I always have gratitude. I find gratitude. I'm I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I survived cancer. I'm grateful I have amazing guests like you to come on the show today. Like I, I find these exercises within myself. And I wanted to see if you had something like that that you'd be comfortable sharing with our audience. Oh, there's a whole bunch of things I love to do. It's no surprise I'm a bit of a creative person. So I, I do love to paint. Um, so painting is is almost like a meditative kind of thing for me. And I have two dogs who I absolutely adore. So hanging out with them is always fun. They always make me laugh. Uh, so they're good fun. And I love creating music. So um, here in the studio, I create music for videos and you know, podcasts and meditations and stuff like that. And just immersing myself in that for hours is, is again, another form of meditation for me. So I just, I love all that kind of stuff. I love it. I'll say this to you when people get stuck in traffic and I got stuck in traffic recently and it was, it was one of those moments where you're like, ah, 
I, I tell them, try to meditate during the time you're stuck in traffic. Try to try to ground yourself. Yes, I'm in this car and I'm stuck with all these other cars, but we're all going somewhere. And, mm-hmm. and then I kind of reflect and I try to calm myself with breath work and breathing exercises. And you know what? That works. It's like, instead of looking at someplace you're stuck and you're trying to get to the next location, think, slow down. The universe wants me to relax right now for a few minutes. And that's, and that's how you should look at stuff like that. And if you did that, I feel like our days would go by so much more smoothly. It's funny you say that because I actually had a meditation, which was about gratitude. And I did talk about being stuck in traffic. <laughs> and Because uh, I find if you're sitting in traffic and you can focus simply just on gratitude, just, just things like, I'm grateful I have a car. I'm yeah. grateful it runs. I'm grateful that, you know, I can get somewhere. I'm grateful I can, you know, be outside and travel and have transport just you can keep going on and on and on of all the things you're grateful for while you sit there in that car and you know what you've forgotten about every single car around you and before you know it it just starts to clear i love that i love that and i i've noticed that there's moments where i'll have stress and then i'll have a spiritual experience happen to me it takes me out of my stressful moment it's like okay Mm -hmm. refocus i want to ask how can our audience find you you can find me at ethicalchangeagency.com and uh, pretty much everything uh, you need to find to connect with me, podcast, all of the good stuff uh, is on the website, ethicalchangeagency.com. I'm also on the socials. Such a pleasure having you on the show. I feel like I had an old friend to host today, <laughs> even though we've <laughs> only worked with each other on your show before, because I feel like we're very aligned yeah. with our message and our, our ideas and, and concepts. And I, I appreciate you coming on the show so much today. Well, they say our souls are old friends. So, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I just want to thank Bindi for coming on the show today. As I stated earlier, I had a pleasure being on her podcast not too long ago. It was a, a really awesome experience for me. I I love being able to do these kind of things. And I'm branching into this stuff more. If you have a passion and if you really care about something and love something, I think Bindi's an example of pursuing your life passion, your dream, your goals coming out of uh, doing branding and digital communications and and broadcasting and and developing a spiritual practice for herself and learning all these amazing skills to work with others. I mean, you can't ask for something better than that. And powerful change comes, but it comes gradually sometimes. It's like the grass growing. If you really want change in life, yes, you're going to change every day. We change as we age, as we grow with wisdom, as each breath we take. But real change will happen spiritually when you least expect it, but it happens gradually over time. And then part of that is through our alignment with one another. People we meet, we get to interact with, and we get inspired by one another. And I I feel very strongly that Bindi's one of these people that I'm going to enjoy working with for years to come. And I I love that there's synchronicity that guide us along the way. Similarities. And you notice that during our conversation today. So I encourage you to check out Bindi's information. I'm going to have everything about her background and information about the ethical change agency and her podcast and her spiritual practice in the show notes, as well as her contact information. And you can also look up her information on social media, which we'll provide as well. Thank you so much. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, 
embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast. 